Hello and welcome to the No Room for Doubt podcast. My name's Kyra Matthews. I'm a manifestation obsessive and I help creatives and independent business owners overcome self-doubt and anxiety so they can build thriving businesses online. So let's get into it. Hello friends. Oh golly, have I got a good episode for you today. I have gone back into the archive to dig out an episode that I made about a year ago. (laughs) Not exactly today, okay? It originally came out on the 5th of Feb, 2020, but it's about a year ago. It's one of the most popular episodes of uh, my podcast history. And um, this special guest has been on my mind lately because she's absolutely been killing it she's such a leader in terms of coaching and you know inspiring women women all around the UK so I thought now is a great time to bring this back because the message that she shares in this episode couldn't be more timely to how I feel like we should approach business now and today. So before I get into today's episode, I want to give you a bit of background about why this guest and why this episode is so special to me. If you are new here, you may or may not know that my career in terms of coaching and mentoring creatives actually started with a podcast. In August 2019, I launched the Bold, Brilliant and Broke podcast. It had, I had launched it out of response to being a creative. I was working in fashion styling, also doing some script writing as a hobby on the side. And I was really frustrated with the lack of financial education and information for creatives and freelancers and people in the fashion space. And I launched Bold, Brilliant and Broke as a way to talk about money, talk about business and career development within creativity. And what you don't know, because I don't think I've shared this story before, is that I had that idea for a podcast for maybe about two or three months. It had sat on my brain. My boyfriend at the time was like, you need to do this. Like, this is going to be great. You need to do this. And I had a slight bit of hesitation. Okay. I was like, who am I to do this? You know, nobody wants to hear from me. And just a little bit of context, Kyra in 2019. (laughs) was a totally different Kyra to the Kyra that you know and see today. I had never done an Instagram live at that time. I had I don't even know if I had watched anyone else do an Instagram live at that time. I had never spoken to camera on my stories. I had never done anything like that. Working in styling, like there's always some other leader talking and you just follow directions, if that makes sense. And I was... I didn't know as much as I know now about confidence and putting yourself out there. So I just want to, for a bit of context, like I was where many of you may be in your journeys now. Uh, I had this idea that I wanted to start. I just, there was so much doubt and resistance. It really didn't make sense. Why would anyone want to hear um, business and financial conversations from someone who works in fashion. Like that just doesn't happen. Like it's not like I had a business degree or something. It just seems so strange. 
Okay. And that was until I came across Tiwa Lola, the founder of Confident and Killing It. If you don't know who she is, (laughs) get to know, or at least you will in this episode. I went to a book launch and I can't remember the name of the book right now off the top of my head, but turns out I didn't actually end up reading the book. And I went to this book launch. I left that launch, not even that excited about the book. I left really excited because I had heard Tiwa Lola speak for the very first time. Okay. So she was talking about putting yourself out there, about confidence and all of this amazing stuff. And to be honest, when I look back, I don't actually remember the specifics of what she said. I think she said something about throwing away old stories and like really putting yourself out there. But all I know for sure is how she made me feel. Like she in like lit up something inside me that was dormant all that time. And many of you who know me know that I've spoken about my mum being a coach and about having coaching in my life as a child and as a teenager and I really felt disconnected from it at the time so when I heard her speak she just reminded me of all of this possibility that you know was inside me or inside all of us really and I became obsessed with her (laughs) so then a few weeks later she held another talk and I actually won a ticket And I went and there was this moment where she was like, okay, everyone stand up if you're thinking of writing a book or launching a podcast. And there was about five of us in the room who stood up. And she said, well, why haven't you done it yet? (laughs) And I had no words. All I knew is that after that event, I had to go and do this thing. Anyway, I launch it. It gets such an amazing response. I invite her onto the episode today and we talk about what I'm going to share with you in this episode. And obviously, since Bold Brilliant Broke, that podcast has evolved into this podcast you're listening to now. No room for doubt. And now I've kind of niched down in terms of, you know, creativity and the people who I work with. But... I guess I'm bringing this episode back in honor of Tia Walola and the profound impact that she's had on my life. But also to say that no matter what challenges you're facing now, I can guarantee you that if you have an idea in your mind of where you want to go and you hold that as your North Star, that vision will be the thing that gets you through your most challenging times. When I think about what I have been able to achieve since we first did this episode in on the 5th of February 2020, since I first like launched my very first episode of this of a podcast, there is no way I knew the magic that the universe had in store for me. And it's I'm not special in that. The same thing goes for you too. There's no way you could know the magic that the universe has in store for you. But you've got to keep that vision. You've got to keep that North Star. No matter what your current circumstances says or leads you to believe, you've got to know that the summer is round the corner. 
And now, without further ado, I'm going to introduce you to my guest, the amazing Tia Walola, founder of Confident and Killing It. Hi, so I'm here today. I'm joined by Tiawa. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Feeling excited. Amazing. I'm so happy that you're sharing this time with us and that you're here with us. Yeah, of course. So I've been following your journey for a while, but just for the listeners who don't know who you are, could you tell us who you are and who do you help? Okay, so my name's Tiwa. I'm a confidence coach, um, speaker, and I'm the founder of Confident and Killing It. So Confident and Killing It is a self-love revolution that wakes women up to their worth so they can be confident, unstoppable, and really just live the life that they truly desire. Because I think so many women let fear and insecurity get in the way. And at the end of the day, what you believe about yourself is the foundation to who you become and everything that you do in life. So I'm trying to make self-love the norm um, instead of the exception and just get women believing and loving themselves. Like I just had (laughs) chills when you were saying that. I was like, yes, this is why I wanted you on this conversation. We met actually through... A speaking event that you were doing it mm-hmm. it was at the tour for the taking up space book you did oh, a, yeah. a chat yeah, 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 yeah. you did a, um, a little talk before the girls came on to talk about the book and I remember the first time I heard you when you were talking about self-worth like Tia does this amazing thing where you write all your limiting beliefs down and then you rip them up yeah I remember having chills like I didn't know you then yeah. and I was like I don't know who this woman is <laughs> but I need to know her I need to like work with her I need to speak to her yeah like I just remember it just having chills like especially because right then before I met you I'm kind of a few months before this Mm. was before I started the podcast I made a decision that like I'm gonna change my life I'm gonna do Mm. it I don't know how I'm gonna do it and Mm. then I met you oh my god so I'm so grateful yeah that you did that talk (laughs) amazing and look at you now (laughs) podcast extraordinaire yeah hello So can you tell us why, you've kind of briefly touched on it, but why is this work important to the Mm. world? Like why is it important that self-love is not the exception, but like the norm for us as women? Yeah, absolutely. So um, your thoughts lead to your feelings and your feelings lead to the actions that you take. Um, And a lot of women have like negative, well, we all have negative thoughts. It's not just women. We all have negative thoughts. We all have um, feelings of insecurity, of shame, of judgment, of fear, But the key is not acting on those thoughts. So whereas men will feel the fear and do it anyways, women feel the fear and they're like, oh shit, like retreat, retreat, or just stay where you are in the safe zone. And there's so many dreams, there's so many possibilities of what ideas that women could bring into the world. They could be in so many more positions of leadership, but they're not because once they feel the fear or they feel insecure, they just stop right where they are and they don't push past it and break through it. And at the end of the day, like I was saying, like your belief system, like how you feel about yourself, it changes your whole life. And so if you live your life from a place of strength, you will go out into the world and you will be your powerful self and you will love yourself and you will make positive change. But if you believe like you're not worthy enough or you're not good enough, you will go out into life, you won't set boundaries, you'll be um, exploited and all these kind of things and you just will not live life to your fullest potential. So 
why should self-hate be the norm? Like, it doesn't make sense. Hating yourself doesn't get you anywhere in life. Whereas loving yourself allows you to thrive and do incredible things that you wouldn't do if you didn't love yourself. So yeah, I just want to see women win. Like, I love seeing women win. And so this work is so important because you cannot win in life if you don't believe in yourself. Totally. I totally agree. I think sometimes we can see people like doing amazing things, like people I saw you like Mm -hmm. speaking um, and you've got so much going on. And I might see other idols that I admire and think, oh, my God, they're amazing. Like Mm. they must be so confident, like Mm -hmm. they must have everything figured out. If there is someone at home and they're listening and they're feeling like these people are kind of different to them. What is the first thing that they can do to like build that self-confidence and build that self-love? Because I think a lot of time we think that we either have confidence Mm. or you don't. Like, I'm just not the kind of person that would do that. Like, so how do you, how does someone start moving into Mm. that self-love space? that's such a good question. So I always say like, no one's born with confidence. Like confidence is a skill. It's something you have to grow and nurture, you know? It's like when you go to the gym for the first time, you don't have abs, like, you know, although we all want to check for the abs, they're not there. Okay? It's the same way you don't wake up one day and like life is great and you're confident and you're bossing it. No, every successful person that you see has done 10,000 hours of work behind the scene, working on their mindset, working on their self-belief, on their skills and all of these kinds of things. So first of all, it's realizing that confidence is work. It's a journey. It's not just a destination. It's not something that you just wake up and you have. And then understanding like how your mind works. So your mind is a battlefield of conflicting forces and it usually works against you, but you can train it to work for you. So yeah, so (laughs) one of my favorite quotes is she knew the power of her mind. So she programmed it for success. Mm. And literally that is the mantra I live my life on because I, when I was 16 and throughout my teenage years, I really, really struggled with like negative thoughts and self-doubt. And it wasn't until I realized that every day when I wake up, I have the power of choice to decide if I'm going to act from the negative or act from the positive. Literally, I never knew we had the power of choice to decide what thoughts we're going to focus on, but we all do. And once I understood that, I was like, wow, I'm sure a lot of people don't know this. I need to share this with the world. So... When it comes to being confident, it's first understanding that your mind is a battlefield. Like expect the negative thoughts to be there. Expect the self-doubt to be there and the fear to be there. But then it's a matter of are you going to act on it or are you not? And then being able to change the narrative. So we all tell ourselves stories about our lives, about Mm -hmm who we are, what we've done, things that have happened to us. And a lot of the times people are telling themselves disempowering stories. Um, And I know we're going to talk about it later, but especially around money, for example, people tell themselves disempowering stories all the time. Like, I can't do this. I'm not good enough. I'll never be rich, da, da, da. And so you also have the power to change your story. If there's a story that you believe about yourself that does not serve you, why are you still believing it? So for example, for me, I always used to tell myself, I'm not creative. I'm not creative. I'm not creative. And I was like, I need to be creative. Like this world (laughs) thrives off creativity. Why would I keep telling myself I'm not creative? So I took myself to a fashion communication school my year abroad in Madrid. And I literally spent a whole year doing like editing and magazine um, pictures and like, just like immersed in the fashion world and like Photoshop and InDesign and stuff like that and designed my own brand and started making clothes. Like, 
all of this and all this creativity just started coming out so imagine all of those years i was disqualifying myself mm. from being creative whereas it was always within me so the second thing is your strengths you need to know your strengths and what you're good at so you can create a new narrative for yourself so i always say like build your new narrative of your strengths of what is true to you otherwise if i just gave you a piece of paper like here's some positive affirmations off you go <laughs> like you're not going to believe that you know totally. but if i sit with you for an hour and i help you articulate and identify your strengths and so the next time a negative thought comes that oh you're really bad at speaking you could be like actually no i'm not bad at speaking because i've spoken to over a thousand people in real life like i make videos online da, da, da. people pay to come and hear me speak yeah but it's I say all of that all the negative thoughts are like this small you yeah. know they're drowned out because I've decided to focus on the positive so know your mind is about to field know your strengths and create a new narrative for yourself that's empowering and use the power of choice that you have I love that Thank so you. many I things I love it too <laughs> I know I'm like jam after jam after jam <laughs> literally that's why I think I've been following you and I'll literally follow you for the end of time because like yeah. you need these reminders as you said it's like a journey so I would love to know what your thoughts are say there's some people listening and they're like oh like I'm a young designer but mm. like people aren't interested in me because like I'm too small or like mm. I don't have a big following mm. or like you know they'll much rather spend their money on Celine or Burberry like and that's just the way fashion is mm. or that's just the way my industry works do you have any comments or any thoughts on people who are like no this is the truth and this is just how it works mm. versus actually i'm gonna choose to believe something else yeah that's such a good question <laughs> oh my gosh so truth is actually relative mm -hmm. because there's something i believe to be true for me that actually in real life is not true like for example when i was thinking i was not creative i thought that was the truth and yeah. you could not tell me otherwise but in reality that was not the truth that was just what i told myself was the truth so another thing is when we're born as babies, we have no beliefs. Like we're just here in the world and we start forming different beliefs based on our experiences, based off what people tell us. Mm. So for example, you might be an aspiring fashion designer and someone told you like, you'll never make it, fashion is so competitive. And you just took that and you played it over and over and over and again in your mind until it became true. And now you just always tell yourself, I'm never going to be as big as Celine or, or Burberry because it's so competitive and I just can't, I don't have the money, I can't do it, mm. you know? So your brain, if you tell yourself something over and over and over again, like your brain will take that as the truth. So yeah, you can change it. Like if something does not serve you, stop believing in it. If, because what's the best thing that could happen if you keep thinking, oh, fashion is too competitive, I'll never make it. What's yeah. the best thing? You won't, you won't put out any designs. You won't build a brand. You'll probably like decide, oh, you want to do something else that's easier mm. and you won't feel fulfilled in that. And you'll just feel like there's a part of you that's missing because you're not doing what you love. Totally. Whereas if you start thinking, okay, I know fashion's competitive, but I have what it takes. And you start believing that. And every day you say to yourself, I have what it takes. I can do this. I have what it takes. I can do this. Eventually you will succeed because you are programming your brain to look for opportunities, to even be more creative, to work harder than the average person, you know? So I think what is, so Oprah says like the truth is what feels good, what feels right and what feels loving. 
So if you're telling yourself stories about yourself that don't feel loving, that don't feel good internally, like when you tell yourself limiting beliefs, you feel anxiety inside of you. It does not feel good. And is it really right? Like, are you really going to disqualify yourself from a whole industry just because of like one little negative thought? So really question your thoughts and don't believe everything that comes into your head. Is what I would say. Yeah. yeah. Please, I, I've literally taken this as gospel. <laughs> I love it. But one of the key things you said there is yeah. like programming yeah. and programming your mind for success. One of the things that I've been doing this every morning and it's literally like changed my life is that mm. I think I used to wake up and I would go on Instagram and I would... Something in my back of my mind would say like, you know, it's not good to go on Instagram, but then I'd be like, do you know what? It's fine. Yeah. It's just Instagram. Like yeah. I'm my own person. It's fine. Yeah. But now I do this thing where actually like I wake up, I set my intentions for the day. I'm like, this is what I'm grateful for. And I kind of, I think Tony Robbins calls mm. it like priming. So every mm. day, like he primes his mind by putting in the good thoughts, mm. programming the good thoughts. Yeah. Um, and the things that he wants to believe and achieve in that day. Yeah. I wondered what does your self-love practice look like mm. at the moment like what are you constantly telling yourself are there any things that you've come up across like mm. and that you're working through at the moment mm -hmm. what does that look like for you right yeah, now so I must say I'm guilty of the Instagram ah! <laughs> I've been trying and trying but to be it's fair it's a battle I don't scroll I just go to check my dms and then I go off it. Okay. But still, business use only. Yeah, business use only. <laughs> business use only. But still, it's not my ideal um, morning routine. But I do, like, while I'm showering or, like, on the tube, I do have, like, meditation, guided meditation mm. um, albums on, on Apple Music that I listen to. So definitely using those. Also journaling. So I love journaling in the evenings because especially, like, when I'm feeling like weird and I just write it all out it's like such a good release yeah um so I really love like if I'm unsure about something or feeling sad or even just feeling happy like writing that down and then also gratitude so writing down what I'm grateful for so I always start my morning thinking of how grateful I am yeah um to be alive to have opportunities to have a roof over my head you know so gratitude is key writing down or expressing yourself in some way like definitely don't keep everything bottled up because uh, funnily enough I'm really not a talker despite the fact that <laughs> Liar. I know I built a whole business on this but I actually don't like talking I'm usually in my thoughts like in ah. my head yeah I really don't talk that much <laughs> and I know it sounds weird but yeah so I'm always like in my thoughts so I almost have to like check myself to like express how my day was or how I'm feeling and like really open up to it because a lot of the times I don't really tell people how I feel because I'm like oh, I'll sort it out myself but actually all the times I've spoken up about how I felt have been like it's been a positive experience yeah so not bottling things up and then I look in the mirror every morning and say I love you to myself oh, yeah amazing. so while I'm checking for any new spots <laughs> I'm like, check for sports, check for sports. Okay, this is clear. Like, <laughs> I love you, I love by the way. But even if there are sports, I will still say I love yeah. you. Like, literally, <laughs> this morning, I was like, getting ready to come here. And I just looked at myself and I was like, 
OMG, like I actually love you, <laughs> but you have to do these things yeah, because totally. like if you just let it be, like I said, your negative thoughts are your, your negative thoughts are your default. So if you don't plan for success, it's the same way in business and it's the same way in wars and stuff. In a battle, you have to have a strategy. And so we can't just go through life thinking, oh, it's fine. My mind will work itself out. No, you actually have to have a strategy. So looking at myself saying I love you um journaling practicing what I'm I'm grateful for and just like talking to people about how I'm feeling and expressing myself that's uh, how yeah oh and also self-care Sundays obviously what's bubble a self-care bath, Sunday bubble baths and like candles amazing and like just cleaning my room and just having like a zen moment like oh it feels so good. I need one of those, like in desperate need, yeah. <laughs> actually, of a self care Sunday. Yeah, it's the best thing. I once, um, actually, it's so funny that you say that. I love journaling as well, and I'm always in my journal. Like this week, I said, "Oh, like I'm not going to do any work," but I was journaling, and Ian was like, "That looks like work." Mm. But journaling <laughs> has been like so important for my self love, and I think my growth as a creative, as a business owner and all that kind of stuff and I remember having a friend who was like kind of like upset and I said you know what you should start journaling and he was like what is that like Mm. how do I what is that Mm. and I think to us it seems so natural to like write your thoughts down like how does someone who isn't into journaling or maybe thinks it's a bit weird like how do they start so it's literally just as if you are talking to yourself so people think their thoughts in their head some people say out loud and some people have to write them so it's literally just like if you're talking to yourself in your mind and you're not actually physically speaking it's just like instead of talking to yourself in your mind write down the conversation you're having so it's like you're literally talking to yourself but Mm. through writing essentially I mean you could start with like describing how your day was how you felt like what like Also, it's a good way to, like, recheck, like, your emotions. Like, what did anything trigger you today? Like, what happened? So, like, starting off with, like, okay, this happened today and it made me feel like this. Or I had this thought that really got me excited and really led to me, like, having more creative vision. Or it could be, like, oh, the rain was terrible today and it was so great. (laughs) (laughs) And it was, like, super depressing. It's literally just talking to yourself but writing it down. And it almost, when you write things down, it's almost like you let it go, which is why I do the limiting beliefs and ripping it up. Because you know when people say like, oh, when you want to text your ex, just like text it, but don't send it. Like, you know, or something like that. Because you just feel the need to express yourself. Like a lot of the times we don't actually need to like, message your ex or like burst or like have an like angry burst out of someone you just need like there's stuff in you that just needs to come out so instead of like word vomiting on someone just like word vom in your <laughs> in, your, in journal. your journal yeah and just write it all out because once you do it's like it's out of you yeah. and it's like you can release it and let go like your energy is so important and the vibrations that you give out in life is also so important so i yeah like just speak to yourself by through writing I think is the easiest way to describe it (laughs) I love that and there's so many times in my own journaling practice where I've like written stuff down and I'm like 
actually, like now that I see it on paper, like I don't like that. Like mm. I don't want to believe that. Mm-hmm. I don't want that to be mm-hmm. true. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm gonna change it. And then I literally like so say I'm working through something, like I'm angry at someone, yeah. I like literally write it down and then I'm like, you know what, actually like I love this person so much. It mm. doesn't help me to hold on to this anger. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's like literally like it's almost like when you see it on paper, you're like, it's this is so, so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, and I've been spending hours thinking yeah, about this and yeah. now I'm closing the book. Yeah. And there's definitely something powerful to be said. Absolutely. About being able to do that. Yeah, 100%. That's exactly it, literally. So I want to talk a bit about business and sort of like mm-hmm. self-love in the business sense. So mm-hmm. obviously this is a money and business podcast. People are listening to this because they're working on a side hustle or they have a business, something they're trying to get off the ground. Mm. How do you think like a lack of self-love shows up for people like when they're going to work or when they're having a side hustle or Mm. when they're having a business? Like how does self-love affect us when going out to create our own side hustles and stuff? Yeah, amazing. So I was reading this article and it said 21% of women get passed up for a promotion compared to their male counterparts Mm. so men get promoted more than women who are doing the exact same job at them why because men know how to self-promote and own their accomplishments whereas women don't like self-promoting and we've told ourselves the stories that if we talk about our accomplishments and own it it means we're arrogant or we're bragging so true you know but it's not bragging if it's based on facts like if what you've done (laughs) if you've done it own it yeah shout about your accomplishments because if you don't you will not be seen you will not be visible like we it's a competitive world that we live in there is no room for people who want to be all like super modest and don't want to talk about all the great stuff that 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 they're doing you know when you talk about the work you're doing or the work you've achieved to somebody else they can think oh actually i know somebody who would be really good to work with you on this Mm -hmm. or they keep you in mind for other work in the future so now, like, the next time if I need, like, money advice or something, like, the next time I'm, like, thinking, oh, who's really good at money? Actually, I'm going to come and talk to you because you've got really good advice on money. Whereas if you never made your podcast, I would never have seen you as somebody who is an expert at talking about money and things mm. like that. So career-wise, like, if you want to get promoted, if you want to be m- more in people's minds, being visible, building your personal brand, you have to be... You have to love yourself enough to own your accomplishments and be comfortable with talking about all the great things you've achieved. When it comes to your side hustles, like we all have ideas and you do not want to get to a 50 year old person who is now feeling guilty and has all these unfulfilled dreams in them because they were too scared to take action in their 20s. Like stop caring about what other people think. It's really not going to get you anywhere. And it's so funny because like a lot of people won't do something because they're afraid of what other people think or maybe somebody laughed at them. And then five years later, the people who laughed are now doing the same thing. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. It's like bloggers, like in the past when people started fashion blogging, it was like, oh, what's this crazy thing? Who is this thing? person? Yeah. <laughs> and it's like now everybody's a bloody blogger, you know, like don't disqualify yourself from your dreams just because you're too scared of what other people are going to think. Like if you have a solution for somebody else's problem, which you most likely do just go out there and focus on that. Focus on who you're trying to serve and build for. Don't focus on the people who are not fighting with you. So like, Mm -hmm. 
Brene Brown always says, like, if they're not in Love the arena, her. she's so great. If they're not in the arena with you, don't take their feedback. If they're not an entrepreneur, if they're not fighting the same fight as you, do not care about their feedback because people will always have something to say. So it's about you making the decision to not to listen to it or not. And hopefully you don't. And then in your personal life, like loving yourself in relationships, like being able to set boundaries, being able to teach people how to treat you is so, so important. And if you don't love yourself, you literally cannot have a thriving and successful relationship. So I was watching Sex Education last night. <laughs> I only just started it. And it's actually such a good TV show. I haven't show. watched it yet it's at so all. It's so funny. It's so funny. I thought it would be really cringe, but it's not. Okay. It's I'll so have funny. to check it out again. Yeah. I was watching it yesterday for the first time. And then there was this episode where the girl didn't want to have sex in when the lights were on. Um, but her boyfriend really wanted to be able to see her naked. And it was like, there was so much tension in their relationship because like, <laughs> she didn't want to be seen, but like, he's like trying to get in there. So it was just like, but she, and so they were having this little therapy session and because she didn't love herself, she could not like relax with her partner and have that intimate moment. And so if you hate yourself, if you hate your body, when somebody else is trying to love you, you're not gonna believe them Mm -hmm. because you're gonna be like, they're lying. They must be like, and then you get all paranoid and then you push the person away and then they leave you and then they're like, yes, I knew it. But it was like, yeah, that yeah. was all you're doing, honey. <laughs> that was like... all you're doing. Yeah, you know, like sometimes men are trash, fair enough. But other times it's like we project our insecurities on other people and it's too much baggage to be carrying around. Oh, so, yeah. I feel that so much. Like even when you were saying like about the promotion, like you have to put yourself out there. You have to keep yourself top of mind. Yeah. When it comes to our side hustles, I kind of, sometimes I speak to people who are like, oh yeah, like I have this business, but I'm going to start, like I'm not going to post it about it on my Instagram. I'm going to like make a separate Instagram and mm. like I'm going to post about it there. Mm. And it's like, what? so you you have like your friends and your family who would love to hear about what you're doing, yeah. but you're going to post it on yeah. a page where you have no one listening. And it's kind of like just showing up for yourself every day. Yeah. It takes safe self-love. Yeah. One of my amazing mentors, Cara Lowenthal, who's a great mm. coach, and I literally hang on every word that she says. She says that sometimes affirmations, like they get us to launching or something, mm. or they get us to like launching a business. Mm. But what actually happens if someone does say something nasty to you? She's mm. kind of, and she's of the opinion that people probably are judging you. Mm. People probably are saying nasty things about you yeah but I guess the self-love bit that you talk about so much is about like when that happens is it just something that like flows away like Mm. rain on a raincoat Mm. or is it something where like someone leaves you a comment and you're like actually you know what they're right I should never have tried this business Mm. and it's just like that's why it's a journey because it's like how do you navigate these hard rocky times yeah let me say something really important on that so a lot of the times if you're building your business just for yourself and if it's all about you when people criticize it or judge it it's a harder hit Mm. right and because it's all about you and all about yourself and you're not necessarily doing anything positive or impacting people in the world whereas if you like I said if your business is designed to be a solution to somebody's problem like I designed confident and killing it to solve the problem of low self-esteem and insecurity in women if somebody judges me personally 
that's fine because the mission I have is so much bigger than what other people think. Totally. Like, there are lives to be changed. I cannot let my personal insecurities get in the way of the message that could change somebody's life. So there's so many times when I've recorded a video. So like I do my one minute power inspirational videos and there've been so many times where I've wanted to delete it after I posted it. I'm just like, oh my gosh, this is so cringe. I can't do this. And I wanted to delete it, but I'm actually no way. Somebody out there might need to hear this message. There've been so many times when I've filmed it and it's like, oh, this is pointless. Like nobody cares about this. Like this doesn't help anyone. But I posted it anyways. And I actually said, my mind told me no one cares about this and no one wants to see this. But I'm hoping that that's a lie and somebody out there actually needs this so if you needed it please just give me a smiley or put your hands up in my comments let me know you're out there you know you're out there so i know i'm not going crazy you know and i got so many comments of people saying thank you i needed this thank you i needed this you have to be building something bigger than yourself when it comes to purpose and building a business like being mission driven it has to be bigger than yourself so the days you feel like giving up you don't because you realize there is a weight of responsibility that comes with building a business that is there to help someone or change the world and you cannot let your personal insecurities get in the way of that message getting to somebody else totally totally that's why your mission is so important yeah so important I recently worked out mine for the podcast Mm. and I'll just share it since I started. Yes, please. Um, it's my mission is to empower creatives with the tools and the mindset that they need to define and thrive in the marketplace. Nice, nice. And when I was doing like, my talk the other day, I realized like this is kind of the mission. This is the kind of the thing that I needed when I was wanting to work in fashion mm-hmm. and I couldn't make it mm-hmm. and all those kind of things. And like just having a mission, like writing it down and being like, this is why you're here. Like, even if you're just making bags or making jewelry, like there's someone who you're going to impact their life. You're going to change their life. Yeah. Um, And having that mission written down is a great way to, yeah, it's a great motivational thing as well. And I, a resource I really recommend is Simon Sinek. So he start with your why. Absolutely. So, If anyone's building a business and you're like, I'm not sure what impact this business is having, like go and read about mission driven businesses Mm -hmm. and how to start with your why, because people don't buy what you do. They buy why you do it. Yeah. Don't just focus on what you're putting out there. Focus on the story. Like the power of storytelling is so important because if you build an amazing story around your brand and around your business, that is what people buy into, not necessarily the products, you know, because there are so many like, clothing brands out there or jewelry brands out there what makes you like different to the other clothing brand or the other jewelry brand it's your story it's what Mm. you represent it's your values so all of those things are super important and they need to be communicated through your brand and I'm actually going to link to Simon Syntax in the show notes because I listened to him and I like literally like my whole things I wanted to do that day my Mm. whole vision for the podcast has completely changed because he's so powerful Mm. and I'll just share some of his work here so one of the talks that I was listening to that he did he loves to talk about Apple and versus someone like Samsung Mm. or Dell Mm. he's like the reason there's a reason why we go to Apple and we buy phones and we buy music devices Mm -hmm. and we buy computers because so much of us and like they're so expensive, they're so much like we can definitely get a cheaper yeah, laptop. We yeah. could definitely get a cheaper phone. Yeah. 
but there's something that hits us on an identity level yeah. that logic doesn't even matter mm-hmm. like when you go to buy a computer logically you could have bought the Acer laptop like that's 300 pounds but something in identity wants us to mm. I, like be an Apple customer we want to like align ourselves with Apple mm. and that's where your mission comes in as you yeah. said in your story like what is it about you that people removing logic yeah. they're like I just need to connect with this yeah. brand I just need to connect with this exactly. person yeah exactly so I want to talk about you so behind the business so you as a young woman mm-hmm. someone doing this amazing thing and I know you had a full-time job that yeah. wasn't confident and killing it can you tell us what was what was your job and mm-hmm. what did the moment look like when you were like do you know what there's something bigger that that I yeah. want to do like yeah. this job is great like I'm working nine to five but it's actually not what I want to yeah. do anymore yeah. can you tell us like when you had that realization mm-hmm. and how did that affect you at work? Yeah, so I started Confident and Killing in 2017. So I was, it was a side hustle for, yeah, a good two years. Mm. Or, well, 20, yeah, 2017. So a good two years before I decided to take the leap. I was working for a female empowerment NGO called Girl Effect. Okay. So it was actually founded by Nike Foundation. And Amazing. then it, so Nike had this mission to help adolescent girls, teenage girls in developing countries. And so it formed a new charity called Girl Effect, which was born out of that. I was working there. I first started off as a brand specialist. So I launched a new Moby site that was a digital brand. And then I moved into content production. Um, and then I got, uh, promoted to be a program manager so I was managing like if for example um, a really big NGO came and said oh we've got this project we want to reach 10 million girls across the world Um, what can we design to reach that so like a nutrition program or a um, self-esteem program and then we would look at content and campaigns and things like that so it's basically like connecting with young girls through entertaining and educative media Mm. rather than just in school like oh yeah exactly just like plain old education it's like we'll create like a tv drama or um a music band to like sing and the lyrics are embedded with like messages about unity and protecting yourself from aids and things like that for example in malawi where there's like loads of young people with aids it's like social impact and social change focused on teenage girls and using technology and media to achieve that. Mm. The job was super, super aligned to everything that I love in life because I love social impact. I love media. I love technology. Can totally Um, see that kind of full circle. Exactly, exactly. So I loved, 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 loved working there. And also there was synergy with Confident and Killing It. So I always look at it as like, you know, when you have like the scales um, on two sides. So... My work, when I first started, I was prioritizing learning as much as possible from Mm. this organization. So my work was higher and confident and killing it was lower. And I was just like, I would work from like nine till five and then get home seven-ish and then, you know, work from like seven till 12 on confident and killing it and just other things really. Um, And then, but because there was synergy between my day job and the side hustle, when I got home from work, I wasn't drained. And that's a really, really important part of making your side hustle work because if you're drained in your day job, when you come back home, the last thing you want to do is be sat at a laptop. Like, yeah, when you hate your day job, it just, it just ruins your whole vibe. 
So I recommend like getting a day job that you love and that has synergy with your side hustle. So you're like, you're not wasting energy and the energy is coming together. Yeah, I used to work there. And then my job was higher up, confident and killing it was lower. And then I just kept getting signs like, about how important confident and killing it was and the potential that it has, you know? And just people kept saying like, oh, how important focus is and focus, focus, focus. And also like having the brain time like to just sit and just focus. Like you cannot do that at a nine to five. And it was like, I need time to think and be creative and think about what I want to do and plan and like, go to events and be there for the whole day and not have to worry about my 25 days of holiday that I'm allowed, you know? Like, (laughs) it just sucked. And I was seeing so many things that that I could have been at, but because I was stuck at a job, it's just, like, it just was really tearing me apart. So Mm. I started getting, like, anxiety. And there was this one time I was in work and I just, like, felt like I couldn't breathe. So I had to go out and just, like, get take a walk and get fresh air and that was the first time it happened to me and I was just no I was just like there's a sign here like Mm. my body's telling me it's time to go um and then I was like putting it off putting it off because I was like oh I'm working on such cool projects now I don't want to leave them I love my team da 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 and then this one Friday I was at work and I almost just burst into tears at my desk and wow like I literally felt like the tears are literally at the corner of my eyes and I was like I'm about to burst into tears I need to call my manager and resign right now so he wow yeah he was in New York um at the time I literally just like and I had just come out of such a good meeting so I was like you know ideally I should have felt bubbly but I literally as soon as I just sat back at my desk I was like oh my gosh I'm about to burst into tears I just called my manager and I was like, yeah, so I'm going to have to leave at the end of the year because like, this is just not good for my mental health anymore. And I guess it was winter and seasonal depression and all of those <laughs> No vitamin things. D. And- yeah, you know, so, and it was just, I was just finding myself feeling really down and depressed and like, that is not who I am. So I was like, I can't ignore the signs anymore. Yes, I just called him and I said, I, I gave him a three months notice, which I didn't have to do. So I gave him my notice in October mm. and then I left in December because I was like, let me wait till the end of the year. So at least they get a team together because I was leading that team. So at least they could like find somebody to replace me and like, you know, make sure it's a smooth handover because mm. I hate leaving things unfinished. So, yeah, so it was kind of like my body was just rejecting it and not my my body was completely disconnected and my heart and my soul and I just knew like if I stay in this environment I'm gonna like a slow death within me so it was like yeah yeah. and when I made the decision after I handed in my notice in I felt so much peace literally like I was overwhelmed with like the amount of peace I felt like this was the right decision to make I love that like one quote that I kind of try to live by like anytime there's something that's scary or like Mm. or it seems big I'm like okay like the universe rewards courage like you have to put yourself out there take that jump and then the universe will it will be fine once you take Mm. the jump I love that yeah yeah and I also saw a, um, a life coach for like one session mm. to just like talk about the anxiety I was feeling because literally like there was just this weird feeling in my chest and in my like gut. And she was like, when I explained to her the mission of confident and killing it, she was like, 
what the hell are you still doing at a full-time <laughs> job? And I was like, oh shit, you're right. Like, she was like, this is an incredible mission. You are young. Like you have so much energy. Don't underestimate the amount of energy and zeal and passion you have right now. Because mm. in my mind, I was thinking, oh my gosh, I want to wait a few more years, climb the career ladder a little bit, like be like a like director or something and yeah. then leave. So at least I have it on my CV that people know I can achieve great things, you know? And then it was like, why do you want to spend time building somebody else's empire when you can go and build your own business? And it sounds way more badass to like build an empire of your own than to climb to the top of a ladder that's somebody else's company. Oh, and I yeah. was like, woo, okay then. So well, got my money's I, worth for this conversation. Literally, I'm like, thank you, Sally <laughs> Susan. Got my suitcases at the door. Yeah, it's time Done to go. Done deal. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So wow. she was like, don't underestimate the amount of passion you have. Like, maybe you want to wait because I'm. Uh, I was 26 at the time, mm. and I was like, oh, maybe I should just work in corporate for like three more years or something. And then she was like, okay, so you want to really get into your business by the time you're 30? Like, you don't know where you'll be then like you don't know what kind of energy you have you don't know where you'll be in life like mm. what you know right now is that you have what it takes to make this work so why are you waiting just do it right now and I was like oh Jesus okay it's like <laughs> so yeah as you're talking I'm like wow there's a lot of things I'm yeah. gonna have to cancel next week now <laughs> so I one of the questions now that I have is that you quit your job mm-hmm. Are you living at home? Like what happens when people yeah. like have rent and yeah. bills and they're like, you know, like I've got shit to pay for. Like yeah. what happens in all that conversation? Yeah. So I live at home. Okay. Which is great. And my parents live in Nigeria. So I live at home alone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm I'm in a in the lucky few who don't have bills to pay and rent and things like that. Mm. So I what I've heard is that always save like three months worth of your salary before you decide to quit your job mm. and things like that. So I definitely did save that anyways, even though I wasn't not three months, I saved like two, even though I knew I wouldn't have that much money to like, I wouldn't need to spend that much money. So I had like my savings that was different to like my actual life savings. So I have my life yeah. savings. And then I had like a new pot of money that was like my like emergency fund to like fuel me till I like got really into this and started getting regular bookings and like projects and things like that. Totally. Um, when I, so I got back, so I was in Nigeria for Christmas and then I go, got back on the 11th of January. And when I got back, like I had no business plan. I had no big bookings. Like I had one big booking um, that was paid. But um, nothing that would, you know, send you to Hawaii no, or anything like absolutely that. absolutely not. Like I really didn't have like that much money to like last me very long. But I just knew that I wasn't going to start figuring out my business plan on holiday. Like that that's my holiday. Cash and I time. just knew, yeah, exactly. And I just knew that when I come back to London and I sit and I focus, I'll figure it all out. Worst case scenario, if I don't have to leave my house for a week, I won't leave. If it means I can't spend any money, you know? Yeah. Like, I will just stay at home. People will just see you on Instagram. Like, yeah. that's how they can connect. Like, no other you way. Know? Exactly. So, um, yeah. So, I, I've been quite lucky in that area. But 
I would definitely recommend saving up beforehand. And I just kind of like had a booking and it's just like one big thing has led to another. So like mm. I did a really big talk with Beauty Stack, like the next day I arrived. And then there were people in the audience then who then came up to me and were like, can you run a workshop here? Can you speak at my business? Like, can you do this? And then that has led to other bookings. And then I just spoke at the wing on Thursday. Mm. And then there were people in the audience from like really big brands who then came up to me and were like, can you do this? Can you do that? So it's like, I didn't plan for any of this when I landed back in the UK from my holiday. I was like, okay, I've got two big jobs. Let's just see how it goes yeah. and then I'll figure it out as I go along. So I'm really honestly just figuring it out. <laughs> I love that. It's like, again, like as I said before, like you took a jump and mm -hmm. like the universe totally rewards that courage and it's just having yeah. faith. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. When it comes to the money part, I think also like, I guess it's a sacrifice like for anyone who's listening and they're like, oh, like I want to quit my job, but I have rent to pay. Mm. Like there kind of are ways around it. Like some of your expenses, mm. <laughs> are they vital? Like mm. I know like we have lifestyles that like, we love going drinking and seeing our yeah. friends and going to dinner. But I guess when you have like a mission and there's something in the world that is on your heart and mm. you're the one who has to bring it to life, like mm. you, For me, it's a lot of like a decision because I don't live at home and obviously I rent, but like I try and do like less work that takes me away from my podcast mm. by like keeping my expenses really low, like deciding mm. like, okay, like I love my friends. I'm going to make time for them, but spending tons of monies yeah. on dinners and things like yeah. just for me isn't right now and that's a decision that feels really aligned with me and I guess it's like a personal mm. thing yeah that people have to decide on yeah you you have to sacrifice like if you don't sac like nothing good in life comes just bam just like yeah. that you have to sacrifice something so yeah I, I completely agree with what you're saying and now let's get like a bit businessy like okay. on a podcast called found and flourish I heard the founder of it, Laura Seldrake, mm -hmm. she was talking about this idea called Content Inc. And it's, or the book Content Inc. And in the book, the author talks about how nowadays, like for to build a successful business and to build a successful company, it kind of starts by building this community, mm. creating sort of like content, creating relationships with an audience, like mm. building an audience, like how you have on Instagram mm -hmm. before like you have a product or something that you want to sell or something mm. that you want to launch. Mm. So maybe if like in like the 1990s or the 80s mm -hmm. vintage, mm. businesses would be like, oh, like I have a DVD player. Now let me find like who can sell it. Now mm. let me find the message. Now let me find mm. the images. But now with Instagram, Instagram, yeah. yeah we like do it so much different now. Like we're, mm. it's so much easier for us to create our community and our audience and then decide what Works. product needs yeah. for our audience. Yeah, I would love to know now that you've been doing this for a few years and your Instagram audience is kind of thriving and I'm sure your audience on other platforms are kind of thriving. What kind of product or service do you think you want to give them and why is it beneficial mm. to them? Funnily enough, I haven't actually sat down to articulate that yet. Yeah. So what I've been working on is the business side of Confident and Killing It. So the first two years I was putting on events and we all know events are not, <laughs> are not like, no, they bring the bank. They don't, <laughs> they don't, they don't take you on holiday to Hawaii. Okay. Yeah. So 
That side, for the audience side, it was about creating the bite-sized content on the platforms where they are. That was my key thing. So, because I want it to be like, because my mom gave my brother, my sister and I a book called 15 Laws of Growth by John Maxwell. Really recommend it. Okay. I was the only one that read it. And my brother and sister <laughs> did not read it. And they're like super, super creatives. And yeah. I'm like hybrid of like book nerd slash creative. And they just did not read it. But when I would repeat what the book said to them in my own kind of lingo, in my own style, they were like, oh my gosh, that's so true, da, da, da. And I'm like, why didn't you read the book? They would just (laughs) not read the book. So it's about getting this like transformational content to where people are. And that's on Instagram, on Facebook, whatever, Twitter, things like that. So for me, for my audience facing, I've been focused on bite-sized content that they can consume as they're scrolling through their feed and then events that bring everyone together. And then I also really want to do more like writing and blog posts and things like that. So that's all I've been doing there. And I do have a one-to-one coaching um, mm-hmm. part of Confident and Killing It, which is kind of like low-key. So I only do it, I haven't actively pushed it yet because I'm still trying to manage time and work on other things but for the community it's just like fun engaging bite-sized content and then meeting in real life but what I've been focused more this year is on the business side Mm. which is going into organizations working with female um, entrepreneurs female startups and actually helping them build their soft skills Mm. because the one thing you really need to know before you start a business is yourself And people don't have self-awareness and they're going in to build these businesses where they've not really looked at what are their strengths, what are their weaknesses, where's opportunities for growth, like how do you deal with the insecurity and the low self-esteem when it comes and you're about to pitch to a funder or something like that, you know? So I've been working on my offer for like helping women in the workplace own their accomplishments, for example, speak up, be seen, be visible, thrive female entrepreneurs like helping them overcome the personal barriers and challenges they feel towards starting a business and then working with brands and brands who have communities like you want to engage your audience do it the right way by having a confident and killing it sort of collaboration or event and things like that where it's like I can put on a really engaging experience for the girls in your audience like what I did with taking up space for example like I was there to engage their audience and yeah and so that's what I'm really trying to build on this year and I probably maybe for the first six months I'm really 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 gonna focus on that and just put like the community side like I'm still planning my events and stuff and the content but if I have to prioritize I have to prioritize the business side because that's what's actually gonna pay my bills and like help me live and build a sustainable business whereas the events is just kind of like doing it for fun and Mm. and the content is important of course because that's build your builds your audience and your reputation but you know, there's so many people in this world who are going into organizations, running workshops, giving talks who have no Instagram following whatsoever, Yeah. you know, but they have their website and they have maybe good testimonials and word of mouth and they're doing it, you know, Instagram is cool and stuff and building an audience on there is cool, but it does not translate to a business a business and the pound signs more yeah, importantly totally. you know so i have to focus on monetizing and building sustainability and then once i do that i will then go back to focus on building my audience and things like that 
Totally. So many like key tips in there, especially like the fact that Instagram following doesn't relate to money at all. (laughs) Like so much times, like I feel like we sometimes do things like, oh, for the likes and like I get caught up, like, oh, have people seen my story? Yeah. But actually it doesn't translate to like a business at all. But what I think I'm really going to be focusing on this year is not that sort of like vanity side, but like the engagement, Mm. like how am I like, connecting with them is this like is this impacting people yeah and I know you briefly said that your events don't make money but is there like another reason why events have been important to where you are now what kind of engagement does that allow you to do with your audience so I one thing about confident and kidding it is that it's experiential so I never wanted the situation where I would be running a workshop and it's just literally a powerpoint water pens and it's just like (laughs) okay today we are learning you know i never ever want that to be the case in like a like dingy room you know like no because that is not how people are transformed and that is not how people learn people learn through all their senses and if you're just sitting there giving them a visual powerpoint but they're not laughing they're not like they're not energized it's, they're not going to want to experience your brand anymore. So mm. for me, the way I really wanted to differentiate myself from like a lot of these like educational platforms or learning platforms is having that that millennial flavor to it. You know, like how I do a Beyonce warm-up in the beginning. Like yes. not everyone can do that, you know? Totally. So for me, I, events are important because they allow me to create an experience that people feel feel the brand they see they hear they engage with other women and that is like going into their subconscious to really ingrain confident and killing it with like fun exciting empowering experiences so the next time I do an event they're gonna want to be there because they remember how they felt in the last one totally yeah so it's a good way to connect with your audience and get feedback a lot of people they put stuff out there, but they don't speak to their audience. Mm. If you're designing for people, if you're creating anything for people, you need to ask for feedback because what they have to say, like your proper, proper clientele, what they have to say matters and you can build off that and you can improve on that. So I will always have feedback sessions with people in a room talking, brainstorming and things like that, because that is how you use your audience online in a powerful way. Yeah, and to grow, I suppose, Mm -hmm. as well. Just coming back to you, there's a question that I'm asking all of my guests from now on. And that question is, like, what is your relationship to money? Like, I love to dive into this because I think sometimes we can think that how we feel about money is just, like, what everybody feels Mm, about money. mm. So I'd love to know, like, what is your personal relationship with money and how does that affect how you operate in Confident and Canada? Yeah, so I'm quite lucky and fortunate that I have really, really supportive parents. So both my parents are entrepreneurs mm. and they've built their own business. So it, I was literally the last person in my family who had a nine to five job. <laughs> <laughs> literally. And when I, I called, love that. when I called my dad to say I was quitting my job, he was like, fantastic. Like, about time. <laughs> about been time. Waiting like. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so I've kind of like, remove the fear aspect and being able to take risks because my parents know what it's like to be building a business and to need funding and to need like support and things like that so for me I've been able to be more brave because I know that if if 
push comes to shove and I'm literally dead broke and have no one to turn to, I can speak to my parents and I know they're going to help me out. And that's quite a controversial thing because there's like this massive taboo about asking your parents for money and it looking really bad. But I just feel like if they're willing to support you, don't be all like, oh no, but it's my parents. Like I can't, they're your parents. Yeah, like yeah. they birthed you into this world. Yeah, they want to see you thrive. They want to see you thrive. So don't be afraid to ask them for help and for resources if you need it. Like I always tell my dad, like it's a long-term investment. Don't worry. Like <laughs> the day is going to come and I swear, and I'm going to text you when I do this. The day is going to come when I'm just going to text my parents and say, pack your bags i'm taking you somewhere because of how much love and support they have given me mm. you know and it's like once i like when i make it it's like i am gonna just give them so much back because i'm so grateful for how they've supported me so my relationship with money is is quite good it's quite healthy i personally wish i had started saving earlier mm. because it's so easy for it to just disappear especially when it's like money coming in every month and there's been so many times in my life where i'm just like where did that money go yeah like what have i done with it what have i done with it like i'm just like how where why you know so i really wish like from even when i was like 15 i wish i had just set up a direct debit to even be mm. like even if it was five pounds every month imagine how much i would have if like 10 years ago I was just putting away five pounds every single month you know so I wish I had just been like smarter in terms of the basics like set up a direct debit don't think about it as soon as you get paid money goes straight into your savings and it's done I kind of faffed around a little bit but mm. I eventually got there um and so now I'm like I used to always say oh I'm so bad with money like I don't save enough I don't save enough I don't save enough and then I found I was not saving enough <laughs> so you know so I changed the narrative yeah, like yeah. you know I you ha again strategies you can't just think you're gonna save just by saying oh I'm gonna save no you have to have the strategies yeah so I stopped from like oh yeah I'll save of course I'll save like how am I gonna spend all my salary it was going. So I had to get the strategy. Okay, direct debits into another bank account that you can't even touch. Like yeah. I set up an ISA, you know? So once I started seeing that, I started getting more comfortable with money. Um, and my mom is like always talking about, she has this money mantra. Okay. Okay. So she, yeah. So she always says, says, money comes to me in exceedingly large quantities. And... Something along those lines. Like, yeah, money is constantly coming to me in exceedingly large quantities and opportunities are always present. And she says that all the time. And literally, she has got, like, so much funding for her business. Her sales are going through the roof. Like, it is working. And so I'm like, oh, shit, I should really try this. So yeah. I will hear myself sometimes, like opportunities are in abundance money is in abundance money is always coming to me I don't need to worry so I'm never worried about not having money and I'm always focused on how money can come to me in abundance and that's okay like owning that you want money yes I want money because I'm going to do that money to do amazing things like you can't change the world if you don't have money money is power totally. and, you know so I want to do some really great things in the world and you need money for that so totally. I'm unapologetic about wanting to be wealthy and wanting to build an empire because I know it's gonna be an empire that builds social good in the world 
So yeah. Thank you so <laughs> much. Like I feel like there's people who are gonna be listening to this and being like, yes, like I feel really seen yeah. by you because that just that permission piece, giving yourself that permission to want to be wealthy to want to have a business that turns over millions and millions of pounds that speaks to hundreds of thousands of people I think just that mindset shift alone is like a really huge one yeah so you shared so many gems on this talk today thank you so much for coming here thank you for having me so wrapping up I just wanted to ask is there anything that you wanted to leave our listeners like an extra little TOR gem that they can implement in their business Mm. or their life yeah so again if you kind of tuned out hopefully you didn't (laughs) (laughs) I would just say again that your mind is a battlefield of conflicting forces and it usually works against you but you can train it to work for you so don't just go through life on autopilot thinking good things are just going to happen no you need to be strategic and plan for your success so get used to like doing things intentionally, I think is the word. Yeah. Being intentional about it and knowing that you have the power of choice to create a new narrative whenever you're ready. At the end of the day, your life is your responsibility and you get to write the story of your life. Be intentional about the decisions that you make and yeah, and the choices that you make because you essentially build the person that you want to become in life by the actions that you take every single day. So don't underestimate what you can do in a year and overestimate what you can do in five years. Like really just focus on the baby steps and the strategies to to winning. And before you know it, you will build that business or get to where you want to be amazing thank you so much that was so helpful (laughs) like literally you're gonna leave soon and i'm gonna be like okay so i have to work on this and like i can change this that was just so good i really enjoyed talking about this actually oh thanks i'm glad you liked it so thank you so much (laughs) so how can the listeners find you because i know they're gonna be keen to message you interact with you and just Mm -hmm. just follow your work um so on instagram so my instagram is tiwalola so t-i-w-a-l-o-w-l-a and also confident and killing it as an instagram page as well so for like a bit of inspiration and just motivation and just like being part of the community as well and then sign up to my mail list on my website www.confidentandkillingit.com because I always share like early bird tickets and events and exclusive content to people on my mailing list so if you want to be at one of my events that's definitely where you should go amazing thank you you guys if you have the chance to see Tia or speak in person definitely do get a ticket connect with her and if you have the chance and you found this conversation helpful definitely let her know the impact that she's had on you and just a little thank you because she's donated her time to us today so thank you again and I'll see you soon that's all for today folks thank you so much for listening and if you loved love love this episode there's so many key gems in there make sure you slide into my dms on instagram at kyra the bold and let me know what you loved and what your key takeaways are it really helps me create the kind of content that is gonna inspire you empower you and motivate you to be your best self 
And don't forget, if you love the podcast and you're a big fan, please rate and review the podcast on iTunes. It just takes a few seconds and it just really helps me spread the message of the podcast to people like you and to others all over the world. Thank you so much. See you next time.